Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it's my mission and pleasure to highlight my creative journey in hopes of giving you tangible takeaways, as well as inspiration for your own journey to make it that much easier, ideally, right? That is, that is the intent. Um, now, I should also say happy February and happy Black History Month. I hope you use this opportunity to really educate yourself about the Black experience in America, as well as you know, the, the ongoing racism that still exists within our nation. I won't talk about it uh, today uh, in this vlog, um, just because there's so much other stuff creatively that, that I want to talk about. But um, certainly you can check out past episodes that I've talked about it. But more importantly, I mean, you know, don't take it from me. I think, uh, and it's another reason why I'm not going to be speaking about this, but, um, you know, get it directly from the source. Like, uh, for example, a great show to listen to is uh, Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams, a show that I've talked about. Um, she's a dear friend of mine. Uh, and she has, you know, so look for whether podcasts, books, documentaries, you know, it's all out there to really educate you. So I'm truthfully, I'm not the guy that's supposed to be doing the ed educating, you know, um, luckily for us, so many wonderful, smart people in the, in the black community have put out amazing arts. That's both entertaining and edu educational. So, you know, seek that firsthand knowledge rather from me. Hence why I will not be doing it. Um, at this point in time. Anyway, uh, before I get into things, I would also like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already, that we get all the various episodes uh, and lessons that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me. So, as far as the bulk of what I'm going to be talking about today, it deals with uh, the, the proof of concept film uh, and if you're unfamiliar, basically a proof of concept is just a little snippet um, that showcases what you're intending to make uh, it, with a feature film, sometimes a TV series, um, things of that nature. And for me, it's a, you know, uh, my proof of concept is to showcase um, what could be in terms of a feature film. And so last, uh, like, um, Last last weekend, the, the weekend of the 23rd and 24th of January, we had filmed it. And then, so this week was all about editing it, uh, you know, getting that together and also starting to line up visual effects as well as get some of the other stuff going. So taking a quick step back, if you're unfamiliar, so I had shot everything against the green screen and it was... It, it, it was quite the experience because um, I didn't move the camera around. I had to move the actors and so forth. So it was like mental gymnastics, uh, you know, making sure all the angles and things like that were correct. And we did it. And so I had to edit that, right? It was a trippy experience to film, but, you know, we got it done. And so this past week was all about editing it. So that way, you know, we can move on to the next phase. And it's only three minutes, so... Uh, you know, for me, a three-minute short should definitely not take longer than a week to edit. So that was, you know, in fact, most times it should really, you know, uh, take one day to to complete, then maybe a day of rest, so that way you can come back and add it with fresh eyes, adjust it, and boom, right? So um, my, my top of the week was a little bit front-loaded, so I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to start editing Thursday and uh, kind of complete Friday, 
And then if I need to, I can go into Saturday, Sunday, but I really shouldn't need to, right? So that was the intention. Uh, and that's kind of how it turned out ultimately. So on Thursday night, I got a majority of it done. Then Friday, I finished it up. I took a quick step back and then really got it to its final phase. Now, the thing, you know, I say that meaning I was on schedule and things like that. But as far as like time and so forth, normally a three minute project, uh, you know, with it, even even with complexity, uh, doesn't take me more than like a couple hours to really edit. This was an all day affair, uh, or you know, in terms of time wise, you know, even though I, for me I was editing at night, but you know, time wise, it was basically like an eight hour ordeal, simply for the fact that it was all green screen. Sometimes you know people weren't in the same shot, so I had to like you know, just kind of work that out. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, much like the actors were using their imaginations when we filmed the scene, I had to use my imagination of, okay, how's this going to look ultimately? And will this work right? Um, okay, do I need a POV shot here? Um, and how would that look? And, and, and things of that nature, right? And to the best that I could, I, I did you know, find placeholders for things, uh, just to kind of give it some, you know, to give me some aspect of like, okay, what could this work look like? Right. Because there, there might be, things might be happening in a frame. Uh, and because I'm not seeing it, it's like, I could cut it to be a second when in reality, in order for the audience to really process of like, oh, okay, this is what's happening now that the visual effects are in, it might actually need to be two seconds. Right. So I had to really, painstaking be like, okay, I, I know it works as a one second shot. And if this was a, just a pure live action that I would keep it at one second, but because we need, you know, we're processing the visual aspect of it and so forth, it really should be more like two seconds and, and all that stuff. Right. So that was a key component of it. Uh, you know, you just kind of, you know, you just, you just don't quite have that feedback. And, and two, you know, as much as I could, I just did very rudimentary uh, effects on it just just for my own benefit as well as you know eventually like sound designs and so forth just and, and even the visual effects guys so at least they kind of just have a slight window as to what it is that I'm trying to go for right so you know all these things combined you know you end up with 10 video tracks because you're layering multiple things uh, but it you know and uh, my friend Khalil, once he saw the first cut, he literally called it, you know, it looks like a great uh, student film. Because <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it, and that was no disrespect. It was just at the stage that it was in, you know, because it's all make-believe and so forth. The acting is really strong, but there's just nothing there, right? Um, and so in that sense, it was a trippy experience. And, you know, one of the ways that I really got it to what, what we call picture lock, meaning um, the edits are essentially locked in, was by, you know, putting in sound effects. So like after I did the first draft, I, I then started downloading sound effects, temporary ones, um, you know, and, and put in some temporary score and things like that just to just to get a good feel of it. You know, how's it flowing? Um, the sound effects, ultimately, there, there's ones that cue certain movements and things like that. So that was a key component. Also, there were some voiceovers that we... You know, in hindsight, I would have recorded on day of, but for some reason, 
uh, with everything else going on, my mind blanked and it, it was never part of the original schedule. And so I didn't get the, the voiceovers on the day of, I don't, again, uh, really stupid on my, my, on my part, but you know, ultimately no big deal. So that same weekend, uh, you're the, this past weekend, um, the, the, the 30th and the 31st, I, you know, scheduled zooms with the people that I needed to and, you know, directed them over Zoom and, and had them record their VO into their phone so it was much cleaner rather than me recording it via Zoom, although I was recording on Zoom as just a backup, um, just worst case scenario. And yeah, uh, we, we did the performance and, you know, just a couple of lines and I, I slotted those in. And yeah, it's, it kind of, you know, it started coming together. I could, I could start picturing it now. Of course, there's, there's a lot left to be done. And, and so, what, uh, you know, what's exciting to me is now, uh, once I had that picture lock, then I, I started talking with a visual effects artist to then take it to the next level. And I'm, I'm using uh, Upwork as I usually do. And so there's various people that I'm talking to. Now, you know, some people will say, that, that probably should have happened as part of the conversation going into this and whatever. Well, for me, that conversation, you know, I had it laid out with my friend Jonathan Moulton. He's a, a great kind of artist, especially when it comes to um, visual effects, right? CGI, keying, compositing, rotoscoping, all that. He is just really amazing. And so... I knew based on our conversations that things were possible and, and uh, you know, I didn't want to, you know, the conversations that I would have been having with those visual effects guys um, would have been theoretical and stuff like that. And they really, as, as much as I would have liked to, you know, um, certain do certain things, it wouldn't have changed the methodology of how I shot. Um, and so, so... You know, for me, it, you know, in that sense, I just waited till I had the picture lock, and now I'm really having those meaningful conversations, and uh, you know, deciding who's going to work on what and what the process is going to be, and and making it happen. And it's really exciting because, of course, that's going to add now another layer, right? I mean, it's one thing to like, I mean, for for from the shoot till now, it's all been play. You know, it's all been make believe. Um, in the sense, like we're pretending what's where, and now as it goes into visual effects and things like that, now you start to get the the you know fully rendered composition. Now, uh, it's not to say that anything has been done yet, but um, as these conversations are happening and you're pointing them to reference uh, visual references of stuff that's been done to you know pull for this, then it's like okay, you start to really get it, and um, and it's cool, exciting. You know, I know. I know Cody Schramm, the composer, he saw, he saw it and he's excited just based on seeing the green screen edit. Um, he's, he can now get a sense of the pacing, which helps him with the music. And, you know, we went back and forth a little bit creatively and what was, you know, because once I saw it in terms of the edit, then that solidified how I thought the music should be. So I was like, Here, here's how the music should be. And even before I said that to him, he was already, and even pre-edit, he was already kind of thinking that anyway. So... Um, it was nice that we were already aligned in that way um, before I even had to say, you know, he, his mind was already there, which is which is what you ideally want, right? That's that's really cool. Uh, so, 
you know, and, and, and that's kind of the other thing, like, as far as now, like, it is a visually effects heavy um, proof of concept. And knowingly, like, that's, that's what I want it to be. I, I took a very uh, visually arresting moment, ones with lots of visuals, uh, because I wanted to showcase that. And I wanted to prove myself, you know, could, could this be done? And, you know, if so, for how much and yada, yada, yada. Right. And so, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's not as much money as I would have thought, which is good. You know, um, in this sense, like my budget really was just like, well, let me let me just see um, what this would take and so forth. Right. It, it, part of it for me, this is a learning experience um, and there's a range of a budget. I'm, I'm not going to say quite just yet because, you know, we're still in negotiations and, you know, it could fluctuate. So I'll, I'll, I'll share the, the final number later. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, it's, you know, it's not as expensive as I, as one might imagine it to be and so forth. And you just got to kind of, you got to ask the right questions. You got to be specific with it. And and when you do like, then, then you can cut the cost because you're not, they're not having to guess and, you know, test certain things out or whatever. Like you really, you know, can cut to the chase type of thing. So, um, so it works in that way. And so, so yeah, so kind of focusing on that now, you know, everyone I'm talking with, I'm like, hey, can we, can we try to have this done by early March? Now, my guess is it probably won't be done by early March. It'll probably be mid-March or perhaps even late March. And that's okay. Ultimately, there's no official deadline. Um, You know, for me, I've said this a number of times, but as long as things are moving forward, then I'm then I'm okay with it. Um, I mean, realistically, uh, it's going to be about like Wednesday or Thursday before we fully finalize just the game plan because we're doing some tests in terms of the visual effects and again laying out the game plan. So we won't really really start until like this weekend, let's say, for all intents and purposes of really getting things going. Um, but as I said, as long as things are moving forward meaningfully, then then I, I tend not to get upset. Um, but it is a reason why I really pushed for the January film date because I knew I know how these things work. They you know you set a deadline and ultimately it takes longer than than that. Uh, you know um, at least on the indie level. You know if 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 you're on kind of the the higher level, then yeah, you might be able to throw some more money at the problem or stuff like that, then, then it can get done and you can meet those deadlines. But on the indie level, usually it, it tends to, through no one's fault, it just takes longer. Um, and so that's why for me, I knew if I delayed the, the, the film shoot itself from January 23rd and 24th to even by a week, you know, that, that starts to, it has a, you know, domino effect and thing, you know. So for me, I really like, if, if nothing else, like let's say worst case scenario, by the end of March is when I really want this done because, you know, I want to move on to the next stage. So that's kind of what's been happening. And, and one of the, I, you know, I will admit uh, in having these conversations with, with the visual effects artists, it is encouraging uh, because, you know, you can kind of now start to see it come together. I mean... You know, maybe in some sense, right? I said I, I didn't talk to visual effects guys before because I knew it w- would wouldn't um, affect how I shot it. 
meaning I knew that there were some things that I was doing, quote, incorrectly going into this. And that was part of the challenge. You know, I wanted to see, you know, how far I can push it. It, it really was a test for me as well as anything else. Um, and so, you know, in that sense, there's that, the, you know, now once you get to the, you know, you have this edit and things like that, you start to wonder like, is this, you know, is this going to be possible? Or am I just going to be staring at green screen footage for the rest of my life of this piece? And the fact that, you know, I'm having these good conversations, it is encouraging, right? That, that yeah, there's going to be obstacles and hurdles to overcome as part of this next phase of post-production, but it's not insurmountable. It's not impossible. It's just a matter of having the right people with the right uh, mentality, the right skill set, as well as the, you know, the creative attitude. I, you know, there's, there's room for interpretation on some of this stuff, and I want them to bring their ideas to the table. You know, I provide the general direction. I can be specific with most of it, but there is there is room to play, and I want them to bring that, and uh, they have been. So, so these conversations are really exciting. You know, in fact, uh, you know, one of the first things I I did once I got near, you know, got an edit done, was I sent it to Jonathan. And I said, "Hey, take a look at this." You know, Jonathan being uh, my friend, Jonathan Moulton, and I said to him you know, what do you think? And he's like, this actually looks good. And in, in terms of, um, you know, for me, the, the important part was, you know, um, in terms of the green screen, right? Of course, I wanted his take on the edit and so forth. But, um, you know, I, I really was asking him in terms of the green screen stuff. And he said, yeah, it, this is this is workable. It takes some rotoscoping here and there, but um, it works. So I was like, cool. Thank God. Thank God. Right. That was like music to my ears. Um, so that, that was, that's really exciting, um, and, and whatnot, you know, and, and, and the interesting part is, I don't know why, you know, um, you kind of, you, as an artist, I don't know if, if this applies to you or not, but certainly for me, you go through phases. And so like this past weekend, I don't know, I, it, it, just between like a number of factors, I, I, I take it right. Um, number one, I, in LA, it was cold and then, uh, rainy, uh, so, you know, that kind of provided, uh, you know, not the sunny LA vibe that, that I'm certainly used to. And a lot of us are used to, so that kind of brought me down. Um, part of it was the questioning of myself, you know, will this work or am I just like pushing a boulder uphill for no reason? Uh, the other aspect was, you know, when you do something so, uh, you know, where there's such creative energy and, and people and things like that, you're on this high, right? So the weekend before I was on such a high doing this, and then you go into this this immediate week past weekend and none of that's there. And so you're just kind of left on your own editing this and just whatever. Uh you know, it's it's a totally different feel. And so, you know, there's I don't know, call it a sense of isolation, things like that. And then on top of that, you know, LA restaurants opened up and not that I was ever going to go to any of them and don't plan on going to any of them. Um, I don't know. There's just this weird sense of like FOMO of like, Oh, am I missing out? And, and, you know, logically, you know, like, of course not like this, this is, it's not, you know, um, it's not smart and especially in LA to go out type of thing and whatever else, like, you know, be, be as safe as you can, at least in my mind. And, but nonetheless, like that feeling was just there of like, 
am I missing out on something? Like, you know, last weekend was so fun. And not that this weekend wasn't going to be, but it was, it was going to have to be like, you know, just like all other days, it was going to be me and my dog, right? So, um, you know, I had to kind of uh, grapple with that. So it is, it is kind of interesting that the highs and lows of an artist is ultimately what I'm uh, getting at with, with this, right? Um, but yeah, so, you know, that was kind of interesting. Um, you know, uh, as far as, you know, I had always kind of wanted to, you know, I was, I was holding off until later in the week to really start editing it because I knew I could devote the time to do so. One of the interesting aspects is the idea that I didn't want to start editing um, simply because I wanted to have the time. But but in my mind, I was kind of working through the edits. Um, and I was anxious to, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, you put it on the calendar, but you still want to do it kind of just to, just to start uh, scratching that itch. Well, perhaps luckily for me, I guess in some sense, what, what distracted me um, besides all the other work was... Uh, I had a great meeting with John Comerford, uh, who is a script writer, script doctor. So him and I had spoken on, on Sunday um, of, of the 24th. And, you know, he had given me great notes on, on the script, um, you know, that this proof of concept um, is for. And... You know, it was a it was a lot of notes, but but as I kind of sat there on like Monday night, Tuesday night, um, I was like, these are these are actually it's, they're a lot, but they're not as hard to address, and I think I can knock these out because I said, you know, give me a maybe give me a week, you know, I'm going to be focusing on that and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, you know what, I can actually knock these out pretty quick. So rather than do rather than you know have this uh, itch I couldn't scratch with the edit, you know, because I wouldn't have I didn't want to like put 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. I was like, you know what? I can dedicate an hour to a lot of these edits in terms of the script, um, not not the proof of concept, and, and just knock them out. And so that's how I kind of manage my time. You know, these if I had little blocks of time, I just would go down the notes and start addressing uh, these things that John had addressed. And so I was like, oh, cool. I actually got this done. And then I sent it off to him. And... You know, that's and now he's gonna. What he's gonna do is really take his pass at it. So right now, um, Act One and up until the midpoint of Act Two, uh, the mid midpoint act is at around sixty six pages, and he he um, really wants to just kind of have a bigger sense of economy and push it to fifty five minutes, meaning only have the script be fifty five pages for uh, getting into the the um, Act Two midpoint. And so he's like, you know, you know, do your notes that I gave you, and then after that, I'll take my pass at it um, and, and really cut some stuff, cut some darlings, and see where we end up. And you know, of course, everything's to my discretion. So if I want to put stuff back, I, I have the ability to. But at least we can kind of see it in that way. And you know, as far as that's concerned, like all things that I tend to do, I, I never like to have people waiting on me. And so it was great that, you know, that's that the Sunday of the 24th, he gave me those things. And even though I said, like, give me a week, the fact that I could get it back to him in two days and then he could go do his thing. It's like, OK, cool. Now, you know, now it's on him, you know, no immediate rush, like he's going to do a wonderful job, but he's not waiting on me. And so 
um, that's the place I like to always really be at in terms of a manager and so forth is people aren't waiting on me. They have the instructions, the things that they need to, to do. And it doesn't mean that people don't, you know, sometimes people are waiting on me, um, especially when it comes to my personal projects. Like that's just, you know, always going to kind of be inevitable. But as much as I can, I try to keep the, keep the train going um, in that way. But it felt, you know, even even just in general, it felt good to get um, some feedback on the script and know that it's it's getting it continues to get tighter and tighter, and more importantly, there's clarity for it. Like it's still it's still a hard script. You know, it's one of those like it's like watching Memento type type of movies where you have to really work to understand it. But the clues are there for the people that are paying attention, and you know it'll start to is so so all these things um you know he's really helping and, and pushing forward so i'm excited um one of the interesting things um so shifting gears completely off of um off of the this project uh is is the idea of like media mediocrity and i was talking with my friend courtney stewart i was talking about this with jonathan moulton but there was this situation on a project that I was working on where, um, you know, I was tasked to do something and, um, you know, as a favor and I did it and it was, it was almost like too good. And the, and the, the person actually needed me to like make it worse because then it would have made them seem bad, um, because they're the ones ultimately that have to like do this on a continual basis for somebody else. Right. And so if I, you know, with my thing, if I raise the bar now, the, now that that person um, would be expected to this do the same on an ongoing basis, and it's just kind of funny in that way. So, like, you know, you take on this favor, boom, you do this, and and all of a sudden now, like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, okay. First off, I did you the favor, so if anything, just you know, why don't you, you know, take some of the stuff back? So it's like how you do it, and you know, like why, it's just always very fascinating to me. Like I, not that I'm tuning my own horn, but I don't know, like with Courtney and one of the things we were saying, and even with Jonathan, you know, there, there, there is this, uh, like just sometimes there are people, uh, so for example, with Courtney, she's a, a building manager and there's some building managers that she knows that like the bare minimum is just being available, right? You know, because that's you're just supposed to be in the building at X amount, you know, certain times. So that way, if things come up, you know, you're there and you can help handle it, you know, or let somebody in, whatever the case may be. And there's certain managers just wherever that don't necessarily adhere to that. And it's like that, like that's literally the minimum for the job, right? Um, Jonathan kind of gave me some examples of, of, you know, doing stuff in the past and where, you know, you, it's in a weird way, like you show up people like, but you're not really showing them up. You're just doing your job. (laughs) And so it's, it's very interesting to me in that way. And, and I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that, but it's like, to me, I often, I don't know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, you know, this incredible, uh, whatever at anything but doesn't mean I'm not going to give it my all to the to the extent that I can and so it just amazes me when then people knowingly it's like okay no 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 like take it back take it back that's, that's too good 
too good. That'll make people look bad. And it's like, huh, interesting. I don't know. Um, there's not ultimately a point that I, you know, that I can, um, or thought that I can discern beyond that. It was just interesting to me and I felt I wanted to share it. Um, you know, we can discuss it in the comments section or whatever, but, um, but yeah, just kind of interesting. And I don't think it's a, I think it's a, a feeling, a circumstance that, that happens to more than, uh, more than a small number of us. So I imagine it's probably happened to you. Um, the other things that I want to talk about, well, at least one of them is this movie called in and of itself. I'm not going to go too deep into it because, uh, I would love for you to check it out. I think it's a really wonderful, it's a documentary. It's on Hulu and it's about Derek Delgado. I believe I'm spelling his, or I believe I'm saying his name, right? Uh, apologies if I'm not, but it, it Frank Oz. Um, filmed uh, Derek's performances in an off-Broadway theater uh, for a show that he'd done over 550 times. And it's all about kind of questioning our identity, who we are, what our purpose is, things of that nature. And it's a very experiential type of uh, type of performance. And this was captured um, on film and edited together. And it's not, you know, the, the documentary itself puts you kind of into the, to the moment of as if you were there, but not quite because since it had other performances and mixes in, and you can see that, you know, it mixes footage from multiple nights and you're aware that it's doing so. Um, so it's not a one-to-one translation, but nonetheless, you know, much like the theme of what it's going for, that in and of itself, pun intended, uh, is a way of grappling with the message that uh, that is being conveyed, and I think it's very you know it, it, it's very interesting in terms of how we try to define ourselves, um, and I think really worthwhile watch. And I say that because this connects to another thing. I, I was talking with a friend of mine, and he he wanted some help on a show that he wants to do, and he needed feedback and guidance and so forth, and. You know, he asked me, and so I was happy to provide it. Now, one of the things that's been interesting to me to kind of uh, see in others is this incessant need to define how we express our purpose, meaning, you know, what value we bring to the world. So in this sense, like, he's like, I want to help, you know, this is the target demo, and I want to help all of them, and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, okay, initially, take a step back. That'd be all great. But you said if you just help one person, that's a victory in and of itself. And so in that sense, I often think that our egos get in, get in our way so much that we, we already start defining of how it is that that we, are, we should be helping people and how uh, the way we we help people like that's going to be defined by us. And it's like you don't you don't get to define that. Um, you know, as I told him, like, hey, you think when I woke up this morning, the way I thought I was going to help the world was by speaking with you? No, no offense, but you know, you felt that I would provide value, so you messaged me, and I was like, okay, cool. I don't know if I have you know the solutions that that you're looking for, 
but I will give you what I got, right? And so that is how you express your purpose. So, you know, our ego tries to define everything around us. And it's like, you just, you know, whatever skills you have, things like that, if people see value in that, then that's how you express it, right? We, we don't get to define that for ourselves. Other people kind of do. And it's not to say that you should be taken advantage of and things like that. But yeah, it is very interesting to me how how we just try to, force certain results. And it's like, no, you can only focus on the process. The result um, is not determined by you, right? Uh, because, I mean, especially in things like a podcast or stuff like that, how it's interpreted or art in general, right? You, you, you paint the painting, how it's interpreted, uh, good, bad, indifferent, blah, 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 uh, is all subjective to the individual, right? And so that, that it's not even necessarily up to you. All you can do is make the best painting that you can in your mind. And so what I told him, I said, every time, you know, because part of it becomes like a, it becomes an excuse and a roadblock to not do certain things, right? So he has these grand aspirations of how he wants to help, who he wants to help, what he's able to do. And that's all well and good. But I said, every time you're not doing your show, you're not help. you're not, you don't even stand a chance at helping that one person that you really want to help. So even if the show is crappy and whatever, but if you just help that one person, but I said to him, by your own definition, isn't that a victory? He's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. And so, so really took that in and, um, you know, really is going to run with that. Um, he seemed very pumped up. So, so I'm excited to kind of see the next phase. And I said to him, you know, watch in and of itself. Um, I can't really divulge. Uh, too many details because um, not that it's like this big secret, but uh, nonetheless, I, I, you know, it's his kind of to to share and announce to the world. But, you know, I said to him, like, I think you think you would also get a lot out of in and of itself. You know, so watch that because I think, you know, based on, you know, what you're grappling with, I think this will help you. And he's like, OK, cool. And he watched it and he tweeted like he's like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Thanks for recommending this to me. And I was like. Well, I'm glad. And it's interesting, right? So then tying this even more kind of full circle, I spoke with my friend Anthony, who had recommended to me in and of itself, because he saw it, he was like weeping tears of joy of like, oh my God, like this is so beautiful and like so life affirming and life changing, whatever sort of adjectives you want to ascribe to it. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, damn, it had a powerful effect on you. All right, fine. You know, I'll, I'll check it out. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. No problem. So I checked it out and, you know, I had a different experience, you know, in the sense like I really, I, I really enjoyed it, but the things I got out of it were different than him, um, but equally as beautiful. And I was saying to him, like, you know, I bet when you told me about the movie, you didn't know how you didn't know how it would affect me. And you didn't know that it would then have such an effect on me that when I was speaking with this other person, that I would then turn them onto this and they would have a profound thing. So it's like this chain reaction. He's like, you're right, you're right. You know, I had no expectation of that. I'm like, that's right. Because, you know, how could you? You know, we don't know the impact we have on people in our lives. Um, and that, that's why to me, doing the right thing is always the right thing because then you just create good stuff in the world. Um, and so that was a really kind of cool thing. And, you know, I'm, and even that examination 
is just what I can gleam. I mean, who's to, I can't know like what the overall effect of like just me seeing this one movie will be in my lifetime. Um, or, you know, and you can say that about anything else in your life, right? It's the, you know, if I'd gone left, would this have happened versus if I'd gone right, right? Like every, every decision of our day affects things differently. Um, and you're going to drive yourself insane trying to control it or think about coulda, shoulda, woulda. Instead, just do the best you can in any certain moment. And, you know, uh, always do your best. That's it. That's, that's all it really comes down to. Um, so I think about that often. So, yeah, I think um, that's that's what I have for you this week in terms of what I wanted to share. Um, I hope it has been beneficial in some sort of way. I hope it's been inspirational in some sort of way. Uh, by all means, you can ask any follow-up questions or ask questions about anything else. You know, I'm happy to converse. Um, comment down below or hit me up on social media at PhilSpeedTech and let's deep dive some of this stuff or anything else that you would like to deep dive. Um, thank you. I appreciate you being here. I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.